0: Welcome to another episode of failing success. I'm your host Chad Kalecki with cosmic design today on the show, we have Hillary Glazer, her company is called Ellie and Jojo, and it's a digital marketing agency that she's now had for four years. So Hillary, how did you get started in this space?
1: It's interesting. I actually got started a lot longer than like just four years ago. I started my company four years ago. uh, And. gosh, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I got started when I was a hairdresser and my grandmother, I had this short Polish Jewish grandmother who insisted that I go back to school to learn computers, which meant learn how to code. And I did just to appease her. And I realized how much I hated it. I did not enjoy coding. It was not like a passion of mine and I struggled with it. But in the process, I learned how to do search engine optimization, which was still kind of in its baby phase back then. I took that and kind of ran with it. I moved overseas to go to college, became a marketing director over there for an e-commerce company. Eventually I moved back to the States, but this time I had a degree, a husband and a child and two dogs (laughs) and said, well, what am I gonna do with it? And my husband killed my security clearance because he's an immigrant to the US and I couldn't actually practice what I went to school for, which is counterterrorism. And instead I said, well, I can apply those same skills along with negotiation and conflict resolution to work in advertising. And I applied for a contract position at an ad agency in Detroit. And within minutes of talking to the chief, I think it was the chief digital officer, he was not paying attention to me at all like during the interview. And I could tell he'd had a few interviews like this. And then I said something and he very slowly closed his laptop and looked at me and said, why are you only seeking contract work? And I said, that's what you guys had available. And he said, what about something full-time with benefits? I said, I like that even better. And I worked there for seven years. And unfortunately in ad agency worlds, it is not uncommon to get laid off, go through typically large rounds of layoffs. And I was part of a group of people who got laid off and I got laid off one day. And the next day my husband turned to me like not even 24 hours later and said cool what are you so what are you going to do are you going to go look for another job and i said maybe let me mourn this first and then i can go look for something else and within a couple of days i knew i wanted to create my own agency i didn't want to work for another agency with more account execs and more people to ladder up to who didn't understand what i did and i had had so many encounters with people who wouldn't let me get close enough to the client, but tried to explain what I did and failed. And I figured, let me eliminate the middleman and just be the person that talks directly to my clients. And uh, three weeks after I was let go, I used my severance to start my company. And when I thought about who I was gonna name my company after the the most logical thing was my mom and my stepmom. Way back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, before there was a Google, women were typically the ones who gave The best recommendations, the best referrals. It was not uncommon in my culture to go to a swimming pool or a tennis club and the women would all be gathered around and they would say, like, oh, who's the best tailor? Oh, you got to go to this one. They're on Maple Road, but around the corner from this. And to this day, my stepmom, the Jojo of Ellie and Jojo, still gives the best directions (laughs) to get to anything better than Google Maps. So it was a natural fit for me to, to name it after them. And I'm sitting in my other stepmom's house is the inspiration for our like learn with us side of things. She's a self-made woman and kind of pivot in this weird industry and say we could do a lot more with helping people learn. So she's really the inspiration behind our learning area.
0: That's a great story. Thanks. <laughs> a very and interesting how- background to uh, end up in marketing.
1: Very, very much I don't fit into the mold of what people think marketers look like or act like I often hear marketers getting a horrific name because they worked with one person or they, they trusted one company and they got burned. And for some reason then people meet me and they think, Oh, you don't, you don't seem like you're going to screw me over. And my, my gut is like, gosh, how have you been burned? But I think as, as marketers, our intention is to never do that. We try to do really, really great work. And, because i don't fit this this mold and i am a bit of a unicorn who does pull from so many different areas of digital marketing to make the stuff that we do work it it throws people off a
0: little bit what does that process look like because i'm sure yours is very different than the average joe
1: that's a really good question it's different for every client we get some clients who come to us and say listen i only want to do seo i have a company that does social i have a company that does writing How can we work together? And we find ways to to work together. We offer a free consultation on our website for a reason. And it's because it's really easy to just click a button and do like a, a Calendly link and connect with somebody at a time that works for you. And when you get to talk to people, you really get to hear more of what they actually need, or it's different usually from what they think they need. And I like being able to put the puzzle pieces together. So we do go through a bit of a discovery process. Sometimes I ask, I have a client right now that I asked her to fill out a brand identity questionnaire, and it's usually pretty painless unless you have ADHD like I do, and then it's got to take a hot minute to get it done, but it's really just a process of like fact-finding, auditing, figuring out who their competitors are, then actually showing them who their real competitors are in the space based on the keywords they're currently going after or the listening tools that we have and coming up with a plan of action and a, a digital strategy that works best for their marketing goals.
0: How did you sign your first few clients?
1: Oh, I got lucky. I kind of knew I was on my way out with the agency. I was very unhappy. I had a boss that was very toxic, and I started lining lining up a few clients. So my, I had a client already that I had worked with for a couple of years, even living overseas. And I got lucky that they stuck with me and like, just continued to stick with me through creating my own company. But my, my friend, Lisa posted something, there's a Jewish mom's group on Facebook for the Metro Detroit area. And she posted something like, I'm really not happy with my marketing guy. Like, I don't really know what to do. What should I do? And somebody actually tagged me and said, well, you should talk to Hillary. And they became, they were actually my third client. I worked for them doing um, marketing for criminal defense attorneys and in between those two clients this is kind of cute but one of my friends growing up when i was a hairdresser i used to do her hair her little brother's hair and i was also a youth group advisor for a jewish youth organization and uh, when i moved back to town her little brother said oh hey i'm buying this this framing company where i get to frame really cool things and i need some help with my website i need some help with my um Like pretty much everything that I do, can you help and I was still working at the ad agency and said sure it's like a pretty good side gig and he is. he's been one of my longest clients, so a lot of a lot of how I attain clients is from word of mouth and it kind of goes back to that not being a, a schmuck people hear that you you do good work and they hear that you have you work with integrity and that your team works with integrity and they want to learn more they they automatically like trust you a little bit more when somebody else has referred you
0: yeah it's the uh, you always have to realize the power of the jewish moms network
1: isn't that the truth oh my gosh i'm telling you we could solve like we could have world peace if we just let all of the moms take care of it if we had jewish moms take care of it you might be served like a side of lox and bagels to make it easier to go through but I digress. Yeah.
0: Isn't, isn't the term Yentas, right? I mean,
1: it's, uh-huh. it's actually on my site that we we do marketing the Yenta way. And I love it because you Yenta is such like a negative term in, in Yiddish and in Judaism. It's like you're a gossip, but Yentas are the ones who know everything. They know where everything is. They know all the good spots. They can single-handedly close a business down if they wanted to with all that power. But working the Yenta way allows us to get our client's name out there in a really positive way and i like being able to take a very like negative negative term and turn it on its head for something good
0: yeah they're great lead gen people mm-hmm. very much so so on this path of building this company is there something that you looking back it really stands out on your journey
1: losing clients it's never easy i i'm lucky enough to work with some bigger clients that afford me the ability to work with smaller clients back in my advertising days, I had a a whole slew of clients that would say, gosh, working in advertising, it's really, it's expensive for us to work with people like you. And I realized how unattainable it was for small businesses to work with like an expert marketing team. So when I see my smaller clients or my smaller business clients going through financial hardships, Those are the ones that are the hardest to lose because it's nothing you did wrong, that like your, the work you did speaks for itself. You've brought them in a ton of clients or a ton of business, but at the end of the day, they're single business owners, just like you are. And if let's say all of the appliances in their house break or the economy is slowing down and people are, I find it interesting, even now people are spending money in in a different way than they were last year. And it's not to say that they're not shopping, although statistically they're not shopping as much, but in the industry that that I work in and the clients that I have, people aren't spending as much money on therapy, on working with a therapist, mental health, even though we greatly need it. And those are the clients that I see having the hardest time where they might be at capacity but something will happen in their personal life, and they're like, "I, I can't afford to do that and this," and that's those are always the hardest clients to lose. And then it makes it hard when you have employees, and you're like, "Okay, well, now I have to figure out like budget cuts and where can I trim so that I don't have to lay anyone off."
0: So that's the core industry you're in. It's it's around mental health experts.
1: Not really. Like I got into it haphazardly, and one thing I love about. People who work in the mental health industry is when they love you, they sing your praises and there's Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups dedicated to people who are in the mental health field. And I have a couple of clients that whenever somebody's like, listen, I need a good marketing team. What do I do? Somehow I always get tagged and mentioned. And, and I love it because I, there's something working in search engine optimization, you have to have some kind of an interest in psychology to understand search intent. So I have this interest in psychology and I love asking them questions, but we don't do any like niche work. Our work is more based on what are the needs of the client. And then we fit those needs around the client's needs or we fit the plan around the client's needs. But we just happen to have a lot of clients who are in either the medical field or the mental health field.
0: I think the mental health field is a booming business for many reasons.
1: (laughs) It is. And it isn't though, insurance agencies are making it very difficult for, for mental health professionals to get paid, which is making a lot of them go into private pay and when you do private pay, a lot of the restrictions that you might have with insurance are gone. So you don't have to just limit your session to 55 minutes because insurance says so, but at the same time, then you are your rate goes like, let's say you have a $30 copay, instead of paying $30 and insurance is paying the rest, you're now paying $120 or you're paying $100. And if you're going weekly, that adds up and you have to save for those things. So it does make mental health somewhat inaccessible. We have had clients who have openly said, we don't want to go after the people who can't afford our services. We want people who are willing to spend the money for our services. and. Sometimes I have to like break their hearts a little and say like, yes, there is a market for that. Those people do exist, but they're spending money. Like they're doing retail therapy instead of actual therapy. And they're going to be harder to attain in that, in that way. It doesn't mean that you can't go after them. It doesn't mean that you won't get them as clients. It just means it's a lot harder to get them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We've been seeing in my industry, uh, software development and design a lot more mental health applications.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: about so that there is something more affordable and accessible because it's a problem and everybody needs access to be able to work on it. And if they can't afford one of the specialists, they need to be able to do it at home.
1: Well, and then if you go with a plan like BetterHelp and you pay a certain amount upfront and you get either a weekly session or a bi-weekly session and you're paying X amount, if you're a practitioner, you basically have to keep that under wraps that you're on that app because you're, you're kind of like looked down upon... In the industry like why would you sell out and do that why wouldn't you just go with your own practice and then there if you don't go with if you go with your own practice and you try to recreate that same payment structure that some of these like better help would have there are major ethical issues and major ethical concerns my own therapist is great at recommending apps to me of like hey you need an app that will remind you daily of things that you need to do and i'm like that's cute i'm not going to use it I have ADHD, I'm gonna look at that notification and then go right back to what I was doing. Or I'm gonna look at the notification and go, oh, hey, what's over here? And like not check in with the app and not like, I'm better off with reminders. But I think there is a place for the mental health applications through software development. And I think there is, it's a great thing to get into and it's a wonderful thing to use. But I also think it works better when you have somebody guiding you, whether it's a therapist or a coach, or a therapist who's also a coach, which is a trend that I'm seeing. I'm seeing therapists saying, okay, so you want to use insurance and therapy is just not really something you want to do. So let's rebrand what a coach is and kind of reinvent what that looks like. And now I'm going to be a coach on top of it. So that's that, a, it's a cool thing to see.
0: That's a good marketing play. That's probably why you're hired for all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Hillary, if our listeners want to reach out to you or your company, how would they do so?
1: That's a great question. Email through our website, ellienjojo.co, ellienjojo.co. There is actually, I created a kind of like a giveaway of sorts where you can win a free marketing, I don't want to say tutorial, but it's like a marketing course, which is like a multi-day marketing course done at your own pace where you learn directly with me and from me. And it's entirely based on the things that you actually want to learn. I found that a lot of online courses, when you do them, people are like, yeah, yeah, I kind of already know this stuff and it's not tailored to the individual. And since the work that we do as a company is tailored to the actual business, why not tailor a course to the individual? So we're offering um, like an easy entry into winning a free personalized marketing course with me.
0: That's good to know. Well, thank you, Hillary, for being on the show and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more great content.